It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want to discuss here on the radio with us on this live Saturday edition of the program. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Coming up here tonight, if we get the chance, we'll talk about a scientific study about easily offended people. Is that right? People with a proclivity to be offended, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, plus cops are filing for disability uh, after some of these protests, possibly facing uh, – individuals may face a year in jail for not wearing a mask in one Colorado town. There's a lot of interesting stuff. Of course, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. But I saw a headline uh, just before the show that is refreshing, and that is that uh, apparently the people of Washington, D.C. are way ahead of the politicians – in Washington, D.C., as far as, you know, what uh, changes they want to make in regards to drug decriminalization. Now, we know that really? in D.C. they did legalize cannabis. If you recall, that was a few years ago, I think. Recreational? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Recreational cannabis is legal in D.C., and I believe that was like four years ago. It seems like it's been several years. It was right around the time when Colorado and and uh, and I think it was like a year or two after Colorado and Washington did their thing. So like probably 2014, 2015. Okay. And uh, thankfully, the federal government did not, in the form of Congress, did not try to stand in the way of that. Because that's one thing that can happen is if D.C. Uh, D.C. is a very unique place. Yeah. And uh, as a result, when you know their, their local government, in whatever manner, comes up with something, then uh, Congress has the ability to stop it. To stop it. How does that work? Because like, D.C. isn't really a state. That's right. So, how does local government actually work there? I'm unfamiliar with... I'm sure it's ugly and awful like every local government everywhere. Uh, uh, but sure. in this case, ballot initiative, I believe, has been passed. Okay. Uh, meaning they got enough signatures. Do they have like a governor or you know anything they have familiar city, like that? City council. Okay. They have a city, right. I, believe, I don't know if they're aldermen or councilmen. And a mayor. But, and a mayor. Yeah, and a mayor. So a similar structure, just maybe different titles. It's just that there's a layer of a check above them. So when the city council and the mayor or the voters pass a thing, so it could, it could come from the voters, it could come from the council, but when something passes, my understanding, Congress can say no. They can come in there and say, no, nope, okay. we're All not right. going to let you do this. Because it's kind of like its own sovereign nation in a way. Right? Isn't it like the Vatican where it's not really part of the United States? But it's yet it arguably is? the only part of the United States from the conspiracy, oh, that's right. conspiracy it's, theory. It's almost the inverse of, of that, right? Some, okay. some of the conspiracy some, theories. Some people would that. say that Washington, D.C. is the only um, you know part of the United States. That right. the rest that of that's the, the federal country. government. Yeah. And that the rest of them are states that have joined into this union. That I would argue, should be able to leave. in fact, that we've all been sort of lied to about what a nation state is and mm. that Washington, D.C. is a city state that rules the entire planet or darn close to mm. it yeah there's the good, parts that beijing doesn't good argument for that uh but in this case maryland republican representative andy harris says dc won't decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms cacti and plants on his watch this is according to the new york Who post is this? who's this guy <laughs> representative andy harris from maryland is okay so this is the US, us rep. rep all right harris told the post he's appalled that drug reform activists submitted monday what they say is enough signatures to get an initiative on the november ballot making natural hallucinogens <laughs> the lowest law enforcement priority hey andy i got news for you if you claim to be a politician performing quote the will of the people unquote <laughs> and Enough people go, hey, Andy, 
this is what we want you to do. Well, then you're supposed to kind of do that, right? Isn't that isn't that the deal? Well, if you believe what they say, isn't right, that how the deal works? It isn't how the deal works. I, I know. I'm <laughs> it's just quite opposite the of what the deal works is. Is that you know these liars and thieves manage to find their way into power, and they have no care in the world for what the people think about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, not that Andy's uh, you know the, him being a Republican doesn't particularly bother me. No, him, he's just a jerk. Yeah, him being a Democrat doesn't particularly bother me. But this does seem to be happening with where the where marijuana gets legalized, and then mm-hmm. along comes psilocybic mushrooms. Denver and, did it a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think at this point. And you know, the question I would have is: is what are these results? Are they bad? Because um, you know, now we've got a little bit of we have had yeah. a little bit of time to have sort there of been people like jumping off of buildings in psychedelic. That's what we're told. Yeah, we're told that if you Insanity. legalize LSD and psilocybic mushrooms, that people will uh, tie towels around their neck and they will jump from buildings like Superman. And uh, is that happening? I, I'm certain that there's some uh, negative effects re- re- um, from drug legalization in Denver because there's negative effects of all kinds of things. But the question is, is was it worth it? The, and the I'd truest, be interested in that. The truest lyric I've ever heard in a song. All research and successful drug policy shows that treatment should be increased and law enforcement decreased while mm. abolishing mandatory minimum sentences. That's a, Those are song lyrics? <laughs> System of a Down. <laughs> okay, that's great. From the prison song. Very nice. Uh, so a little bit more here. Harris says he will force a House Appropriations Committee vote next week to stop the initiative using the power of Congress over D.C.'s budget. Quote, This is a bald-faced attempt just to make these very serious, very potent, very dangerous, both short-term and long-term hallucinogenic drugs broadly available, he said in an interview. Public health has to be maintained. We know, of course, once you make it a very low enforcement level and encourage prosecutors not to prosecute it, what would prevent people from using hallucinogens, getting behind the wheel of a car, and killing people? Well, that's a... I mean, the same question could be asked about, um, you know, toilet bowl cleanser. So, I mean, I could chug that stuff, right? Mm. I could chug that stuff and get behind the wheel of a car. It's surely the results are not going to be good. The results aren't going to be good either way. Mm. But behind the car, the wheel of a car, then, you know, I'm, you know, bringing that to the public. So, I mean, anything, this, that particular reasoning doesn't make sense to me. Um, there's uh, what the, the AKC, the American Kennel Club, has an old saying, and it's called ban the deed, not the breed. All right. What they mean is when like pit bulls get banned for one pit bull, pit biting bull somebody. Doberman, a German yeah. Shepherd, Rottweiler. You mm-hmm. pick the breed, Akitas. Uh, you pick the breed mm-hmm. that has been that, that, that'll bite. And uh, sure enough, there's been a campaign to get rid of them right. at some point in history. And this is really the thing is, is that the problem isn't he he didn't say that the problem was taking the drugs. He said the problem was getting behind the wheel. And if that's the case, then outlaw that. Indeed. And that's already outlawed. Yeah. Driving intoxicated is, uh, uh, I mean, excellent. We've solved the problem. Right. And um, also this whole idea that law enforcement is prohibiting people from doing these things is also a ridiculous fantasy. Going back to (laughs) the part. I've done mushrooms dozens of times in my life. And there (laughs) was not one ever been involved. (laughs) And there was not one time where I thought about, oh, my God, the police could find out. Right. <laughs> Going back to the part where you said uh, the Congress person or people have the power. Yeah. I wonder if 
if you get elected to Congress or any political position at all, do you have like a He-Man moment where after you get elected, you're like I alone by yourself? You're like, I have the power. <laughs> I, I bet some of them are like that. I bet some of them get off. I, oh, on, I'm sure they know. do. Well, okay. So um, it's widely known that J.R.R. Tolkien was an anarchist. Right? Yes. And he wrote his books, um, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. The trilogy. The purpose of Lord of the Rings, the whole idea behind the Ring of Power was to to show that once yep. you got a hold of it, once you got a taste of it, it, it was really hard to let go. I yeah, don't know yeah. if it was Bormir or whom. I don't know how uh, the names of all those uh, characters or whatever. But one of these, uh, the king of kings of men, yeah. got a hold of it my and he couldn't precious. let it go. And of course, Golem is a, another good example. Um, Shiny. And this is what it's like. And and Arnold Schwarzenegger, in an interview afterwards, basically said the same he said thing. The same thing. Yeah. He said that yep. the power was addictive. Yep. And you can only imagine what it's like today for somebody like, say, Barack Obama, mm-hmm. who just a few years ago was able to turn the ship of state at, at his whim. Uh, on the other hand, you know, now he's what? Just some guy on a speaking tour. So he goes on with his claptrap. Harris plans to force a vote on a budget rider to a financial services bill due for markup. Congress. <laughs> Committee Chairwoman Nita Lowley. And by the way, this is another way that American people are poorly served is the United States government doesn't have to have one bill at one time. It, you know, it's just absolutely positively ridiculous Agreed. that they can just tack this thing on to something else completely unrelated. And what do we get in the, as a result? We get crappy legislation. Uh, and apparently it was actually uh, just over a year ago that Denver did pass the uh, the local initiative in just the city. So there's... Um, there's already some retrospective on that. So we'll look into that yeah. and see, you know, if people have been insanely behaving crazy, more crazily because of mushrooms. I don't think so, though. Uh, more on the way. It's free talk. It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. Head over to discord.lrn.fm. Hop into one of those. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight. It's Ian. L. Captain Kickass. And Mark. Intercoin's team spent the last decade helping communities release apps to unite their members and coordinate social activity. Now communities can release currencies to coordinate economic activity. They represent a soft but voluntary power, encouraging people to spend the currency on local goods and services that accept it, or to support the community with small fees when cashing out used unused coins. Towns already do this to battle globalism, and festivals can create an extended online community that transacts on their own year-round. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space, and we think that's important here on Free Talk Live. So we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think this freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains, or just be involved and perhaps shape its future intercoin.org a little bit more coming up here on the dc um you know progress on the initiative that is going to purportedly if it if it gets on the ballot and passes and supposedly they have more than enough signatures they just have to get them all validated now at this point so there's it's still in the process but there's a good chance that on the ballot this november in washington dc that they will be voting to decriminalize not just psychedelic mushrooms but any plant-based 
uh, or any plant that from which I guess something can be extracted. So we can get into a little bit more on what that would mean. So um, peyote, for instance, I believe would also be legalized under this. Arguably, according to uh, one of the stories at Reason.com, maybe even DMT. Uh, so we go to your phone calls and thoughts. Larry is in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Larry. Now you talk about the District of Columbia. There's a big story behind that. All those slaves got stuck there when the Civil War broke out, right? So they knew that they had to I'm keep sorry, control Larry, over the I'm sorry, Larry. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I just have to correct you. It's the District of Criminals. <laughs> well, they they are uh, because we let them be a District of Criminals. Okay. But I've noticed a trend, right? They have here in my city, Indianapolis, a large homeless population, right? They're right in the center of downtown where all the windows and stuff are boarded up, mm. and they're not going out talking about social dis- distancing or anything else with them. They're down there back then like sardines, even at the shelters. So I, I was reading over the uh, Mel- Medical Emergency Health Powers Act, and there's one section that provides for that, that it says if you have a hot spot, you know they've been talking about hot spots? Yep. Mm-hmm. You can actually go into that area and collect those people and forcibly quarantine them oh boy. and make them take a test or whatever treatment you want them to have. And when you say you, and you I mean the government? They're doing. You mean the government? The, the, hey, yes, the, the health officials of the state mm-hmm. and of the city. I think they leave that burden to the state and uh, on a local level to our public health officials. They come out and they can uh, declare any area a hot spot or a spot that's bending the curve or whatever. And everybody in that area can be rounded up. So you basically become a medical prisoner at that point is what you're saying. Yeah, you do. You become a medical prisoner and and not just that, but you become a medical prisoner at gunpoint. Usually you need guns to operate a prison. I would just advise anybody. You know, I'm not that smart, right? I don't know. In 1997, when the first draft of the Model Emergency Health Powers Act came out. I did examine that, and we had a discussion about it here in our city. Now, is this national, or is this in a uh, an Indiana well, thing? Well, what it is, it, go ahead and find it, but, you know, what it is, is it expressed stuff, you know, after, after, before and after 9-11, right? Like the Patriot Act. They had uh, a law set up in case we had bioterrorism. Remember all the anthrax scares and so forth? Mm-hmm. So what they're doing now is they're using that protocol, and we don't have thousands of people dying a day. We don't have uh, mayhem and stuff, but they're trying to fan the flames and get that going. Even here in our city, we have now, if you get caught without the COVID mask, it's uh, first a $50 fine, second $250, third time $1,000. Wow. And you say you're not going to pay it? All they do is the the public health officials, have you got a home? I do have a home. Mm-hmm. They put a lien on it. Okay then, okay, then what they do is, according to the system where they are public health officials, all they do is add it on to your property tax. And if you don't pay it, they'll sell your home. So that's wow. what the deal is. And uh, it's going to happen across the state. But you guys, I'm not saying that you don't have an informed program right now, but you need to uh, get that uh, medical model emergency. Uh, uh, 
But, well, that's what we rely uh, on you for, Larry. Thank you for the call you know, tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. In fact, Captain, you had a related story since he brought up the mask crackdown uh, where they're facing up, upwards of a $1,000 fine that can be apparently a, attached to your property taxes, uh, which wow. is amazing. Uh, there in Indianapolis, you had a story about a potential year in jail for not wearing a mask in some city. Go ahead and pull that up when you get a chance, yeah, and I've, we can talk about that. I've got it right here. Colorado City. This is from oh, so it was Colorado. Fox News. Yeah, Colorado City to mandate coronavirus face coverings, threatening up to a year in jail for violations. City issues emergency order as coronavirus, uh, coronavirus cases are on the rise. The city of Englewood, Colorado. This is a suburb. Englewood, always up to no good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Engel, no good? I don't know. <laughs> Located just south of Denver will require all citizens to wear face masks Friday, which arguably yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, as coronavirus cases are on the rise. Violators will have the right to a trial, but could face up to a year in prison and or a $2,600 fine. Wow. Right, and don't forget the trials at this point in the United States are nearly worthless. Oh, I was I'm sorry a, to say it. Yeah, no, I was reading another article uh, earlier uh, yesterday talking about most people don't get their day in court. Uh, they never do. Everything settled out of court. Well, that's because they don't want it. Well more than 99% of cases. Yep. Well more than 99% play out, of cases play out without ever going to trial. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and it's here's the reason is is that it makes perfectly good sense not to go to trial because once you do these placid dopes that get called to the jury. And I'm sorry. I mean, like, I don't mean to. You're probably not going to get a jury in a lot of of smaller time cases. But even if you you do get a jury, it's a jury populated with people who are not experts in the law. Oh, yeah. It'll be populated with mass people. And they're not skeptical of the government at all. How do I get a jury? How do I, you know, you go through the voir dire process where you can ask questions and you can can eject potential jurors. How do I get a jury... That doesn't already have a developed opinion about masks. Because normally, like, when you go right. into a jury, you know, jury selection, it's like, do you know this defendant? Are you familiar? You know, do you have relations or with them? Or is there some sort of connection yeah. that you have? There's, you'll kick people out of a jury because they already have an opinion about you, right? right? you got to find people who don't know anything yeah. about. So, like, the OJ trial, they had to find a dozen people that didn't already have an opinion about whether or not OJ was a murderer. Right? And I don't know if I can find the article, but the article did point out something very interesting, which is, of course, that the justice system has failed to scale according to the population so the justice system that we have currently mm. is you know minuscule compared to the way the population has exploded over the last couple hundred years that's not to say you want more courts and courtrooms and no but they've just failed to they can't handle the amount of people if everybody went to trial sure yeah they couldn't, couldn't and plus there's a lot more laws and that's why i recommend people not take the plea deal and crush the system looking for a great real estate investment consider new hampshire which is ground zero for the liberty movement your first call should be to mark warden from porcupine real estate he's more than just a real estate agent he's your new hampshire concierge where are the best places to live do you want farms city the burbs or forest do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage there are homes in all price ranges in new hampshire and mark can help with financing too invest in liberty and property mark warden can help PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want right here. Toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE. Are you scared of legalizing or decriminalizing magic mushrooms? I'm so scared. Uh, well, if you are, you've probably never done them. 
you can join us here at 855-450-FREE. Also, Bitcoin.com is a great place to go and learn about cryptocurrency. There's, of course, Bitcoin, there's Bitcoin Cash, and there's thousands more of them out there uh you got to learn the basics first so go to bitcoin.com they can help you with that and they've got the latest news headlines as well over at news.bitcoin.com really useful information there at bitcoin.com longtime sponsor here on free talk live now i wouldn't uh take such a cavalier attitude towards magic mushrooms or frankly any mind-altering substance period mm-hmm. um i think that you know some people do take even though it is arguably one of the safest drugs on the planet what do you mean when you say safest well you can look up the uh professor david nutt which is really a great name uh but he <laughs> n-u-t-t like, can you od on mushrooms basically no from like, what I like understand. you can't od on marijuana yeah um, but actually there's a chart that nutt who used to be a drug prohibitionist in the UK government, so mm-hmm. he was like he was like their drug czar or okay. whatever, and he changed his mind, uh, and he came out with a chart of the relative harms of all the sort of most popular drugs on the planet, and they rank them based on the harm that they cause to the individual and the harm that they allegedly cause to society, whatever that means. Yep. So they have two different rankings, and they they sandwich the two numbers together, and they get a total, and then you know you see which ones are the most dangerous. Heroin and alcohol by far were the, the most dangerous. They were like tied for, for first right. place. And, and alcohol, sure- because, alcohol because of its pro, uh, proclivity, heroin because of just sort of you know the addictiveness. Uh, not to say alcohol is not addictive. It certainly is, um, for, especially for many people. But I think it, you know... Um, probably is addictive for just about everybody if you oh, yeah. continue drinking long enough. Um, but the the heroin itself has just you know huge effects. It's a very effective drug in in that sense. And I would say that magic mushrooms are also quite effective. It's just that many people don't care for them in the presence. They're not particularly uh, recreational. In that sense, because you're you're kind of stuck in the place where you are. You, you're not going to go out with friends doing magic mushrooms in a lot of cases. Sure, you could. You could. You could do that. Depends. It just doesn't happen. And the reason that magic happened mushrooms happened for me at uh, Forkfest, I probably took mushrooms. Yeah, but you like didn't four go times. anywhere. But you well, I was around and about with people. I understand, but you I mean, didn't, I didn't drive somewhere. If that's what you mean. Well, people drive places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like pe- yeah. on the weekend, people get an Uber or whatever mm-hmm. and go out drinking together, right. bar hopping, and these kinds of things. And that's not happening at all, even where magic mushrooms. I don't think are you legal. can say what's happening because you're not there. Oh uh, well, right? it's you're not, not happening Denver, much in say um, right? Amsterdam. I'm not hearing about it coming out of Denver. That's because it's pretty normalized, as from what I understand. Like, you're, if people go out and take a, take taking, a dose of mushrooms, take an Uber to some party or whatever, and they come back, you're not going to hear about that. The um, they did it successfully. Yep, they certainly did. You know? if, if that's what uh, occurred, but I'm just I saying. I did pull up the chart. Not very procl- um, prolific. The use of magic mushrooms are that's not right. prolific. I don't know. I, I mean, I. I mean, I bump into it frequently, although... They were I'm, all over the place at, uh, at ForkFest. I'm the type it's of person that, sort of that bumps into that, so, like, you know, I, it's not surprising when I do. Yeah, it depends on the circles, I think, that you run in. I mean, if you're hanging out at the church, uh, you know, th- Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or you're at the Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall, then, yeah, you're probably not going to hear much about magic mushrooms ever. Uh, but on the other hand, if you're hanging out in, like, you know, the music scene or the, the hippie scene or whatever young people do, uh, then you're probably going to hear a lot more about magic mushrooms. Anyway, here's the chart from The Lancet. This actually came out 
It's been a decade now well, since this I guess, chart came l- out. L- let me amend my statement just a little bit. I think that the irresponsible people mm-hmm. do different drugs. Oh, yeah. Than yeah. magic mushrooms. And if you make them more readily available, more irresponsible people will try them. And then you will have more you know, negative effects where irresponsible people act irresponsibly. It's not the drug. The drug is simply mm-hmm. a tool. Right. Yes. And, and for many people, it is a tool that has allowed them to defeat addiction. Uh, it PTSD. Is a, it's a tool that has defeated PTSD. Not, not just like made it go a little bit away for a little yeah. while, but like ended it. For people. Uh, so there's been some really amazing studies on the treatments that mushrooms can provide with people that have just been coming out over the last decade. Yeah. But this chart by uh, Professor David Nutt, he is again the former government chief drugs advisor who was fired in 2009. Then, for not being uh, drugs enough. Is his name spelled like N U T or N U T T? Oh, okay. I it's was still like, Is it K N U T? No, or no. Okay. So uh, on a list of looks like close to 20. Different drugs here, again, starting with alcohol, heroin, crack, methamphetamine, cocaine, tobacco. That's your top six there. Uh, cannabis is actually number eight. So tobacco, amphetamine, cannabis. All the way down the list, you get to mushrooms. So it literally was the le- least ranked It uh, on the the different charts, the, the different uh, factors. One was harm to others. The other is harm to users. Mushrooms doesn't even have a harm to others ranking. It's, like it's just unregistered. Yeah, it's just a little teeny <laughs> blip on harm to users, and that's it. And again, it comes down to for me, you know, the non-aggression principle and or consent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you choose to do this thing, and did you harm anyone or anybody else's property while doing so? Yeah. Uh, if the answer is no, I didn't. Fine. I have no problem right. with whatever you did. And none of us here would would make the claim that one is not responsible for one's actions Even if when one on chooses drug. to take uh, magic mushrooms. Yeah, because you chose you're, to take the drug. You're responsible for every action. And that's true with alcohol, right. too. Yep. And, uh, but, and also, I don't want to make it sound like... I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying just because this is on a chart at a at a bottom of a chart that it's not an incredibly potent, powerful substance oh, it is. that can absolutely have some really amazing and in some cases horrifying effects if you have a bad trip life altering to people who have right i know people who are like oh my gosh man my life changed the first time i did magic mushrooms for the better Uh, arguably i mean from their perspective you know maybe not from mine right (laughs) but you know they will claim that and who am i to judge yeah it's their life they get to say yeah and you shouldn't go to a prison cell uh, simply because you've got some mushrooms or some other plant, and so that's what they're doing right. in D.C. is they've got uh, they've got an initiative. It has gotten the thirty five or twenty five thousand signatures was required, which is, by the way, quite a feat given the whole COVID thing. Trying to collect signatures from people, I can only imagine, uh, is not easy. Trying to collect signatures from people. Sorry. Uh, they've gotten over thirty five thousand signatures actually, because you always want to get way more. Thirty five thousand. By the way, I'd like to stop down for just one second and say, as a guy who's sort of hard of hearing, anybody who works with headphones for a living is going to be somewhat hard of hearing. As a guy who's somewhat hard of hearing, these mask things can make things a bit more difficult. Yeah, a lot. And especially if they're not only behind a mask, but also behind a plexiglass shield. Have you encountered that? Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah, Multiple times. The Home Depot. Behind plexiglass and wearing the mask, 
and standing six feet away from you. So they're like, terrible. So they're like, and I'm like, what? And they're like, and I'm like, I can't understand what you're saying. I'm hard of hearing. And And then they have to turn the screen around only to like try and offer me like the upsell on the extended warranty for whatever it is I'm buying. I'm like, no, I don't want any of that. Monday, the Decriminalize Nature DC campaign, this is according to Reason.com, seeks to decriminalize natural and theogenic substances. What does entheogenic mean? It means the God within in the district reached a major milestone after submitting over 30, 35,000 signatures. So they have to verify at least 25,000. So you always usually want to go over by like 50% uh, because there's a ton of signatures that will get thrown out. Right. Initiative 81, which is also dubbed the Entheogenic Plant and Fungus Policy Act of 2020, would, quote, make investigation and arrest of adults for engaging in practices with entheogenic plants and fungi among the lowest law enforcement priorities for the District of Columbia. It would not reduce any fines or penalties for using or possessing psychedelics that are already on the books, but it would direct law enforcement to focus on other more pressing issues. The proposal calls for a non-binding, uh, or includes a non-binding call for both the D.C. U- Attorney General... This is the poor use of the word decriminalization because decriminalization means it's no longer a criminal offense. Yeah. This, this makes it the lowest prosecutable offense. It's true, um, but it has had some effect, I believe, uh, out in Denver. And we I just don't like the word. Well. It's false. Yeah, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Free- Talk live. You dial toll free if you want to join us on the radio. 855 450 free. We're seeing cities across the United States now, Washington, D.C., uh, may be voting to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. And not just psychedelic mushrooms. According to the article over at Reason.com, it would be any naturally occurring psychedelics. So that would include DMT, uh, which is a very powerful uh, psychedelic, but very short acting. Uh, mescaline, which I've never had the opportunity to uh, to use. Dear and, God, I can hardly believe it. And which is in peyote, which is yeah, as a I, cactus. I would have. Exp- I'm sorry. I, I maybe I don't know you as well as I think <laughs> I did, but I would have suspected that you would have tried mescaline no. at some point in in your life already. Have you? No, I have okay. not. But I just figured that if anybody sitting around here right now did, that you would be the candidate. Yeah, I would th- have thought that too. What about you, Mark? That- have you done mescaline? If anybody was sitting around here that had tried mescaline, I would think it would have been you. I was just asking. I don't know what you've done. The answer is no. Psilocybin, of course, is the active ingredient in psychedelic mushrooms as well. Uh, Campaign organizer Melissa Lavasani says, quote, We thought it was really important to focus on what grows in nature. So, again, the initiative wouldn't reduce the fines or penalties for use of pos- or possession, but would basically tell law enforcement to look the other way and find something else to right. do. Right, and this is a belief of uh, people who – a certain group of folks out there that are like, hey, look, either you believe God uh, made – uh, you know, made all this stuff, and then it's therefore fine. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave it to us, us the fruits of the fields. Or nature provided it, or whatever your whatever belief the case is, is yeah. or um, you know, whatever your philosophy is. But that's what they've—that's their sort of theory—is is that it's good. Now, look, uh, arsenic is naturally occurring too. I don't recommend taking it, but that's Mm-mm. their their philosophy, and fine by me. Uh, let's not forget that belladonna and angels trumpet are some pretty powerful stuff. Psychedelics have gained ground in recent years due to promising medical research conducted by Johns Hopkins Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research. Who knew that existed? Wait, the what? Johns Hopkins has a center 
for psychedelic and consciousness research. I'm considering a career change. Right? <laughs> the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, that's MAPS, we've talked about them for years, King's College in London, and other researchers around the globe. U.S. laws haven't caught up with the breadth and research uh, of research on psychedelics. Psilocybin and mescaline are prohibited under Schedule 1 of the Controlled Substances Act, which, of course, is the federal government's list of bad, evil drugs. And remember, Schedule 1 also includes marijuana, <laughs> right there with heroin, so it's it's insane. And the category for drugs that they say are prone to abuse, dangerous, and have no therapeutic applications, despite the fact that there are a ton of them. And they've been used for uh, centuries, millennia yeah. in many cases, has, for certain types of therapies has, and religious uh, uh, services. Has salvia remained legal? Yes. In wow. most places. That's amazing. Which also is very stuff? powerful. Uh, salvia divinorum is um, it's a member of the sage family. Uh-huh. And it is an hallucinogenic oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. of the order of, say, I don't know, acid or something like that. It's, it's short-acting. It's different short levels acting. of potency, but yeah, it lasts 15 minutes or yeah. something like that. It's, Five, it's, a very minutes, short, it's a very short period of time. Now, the first time I did that, I did like the 1X. The 1X, yeah. I giggled a little bit. And was, I thought it was great. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. I saw yeah. things in 3D, did you? Okay. You know, kind of like Viewmaster style. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember, oh, remember Viewmaster. <laughs> right? Like, but like, I was just standing, I was at like a... The camping thing, there was a fire, and I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, the fire looks really cool. The next time I did it was 10X. Oh, my. And I didn't I didn't know what I was doing, and it was just some guy had some. I'm like, oh, it was fun last and time. Where sure, were you I'll do something. Where were you with the 10X? I was at like a, a friend's house. House, okay. An apartment, you know, yep. standard apartment complex type thing. And like, I went blank, right? Like, I, I was in like the construct from the Matrix. Whoa. Like, I disappeared from reality inside my own mind, and I was in just this white space, and everything I said had giant words appear, like, to come from either side of my vision into the center of my view, and then meld together in the center. Uh, My friends told me that I was basically mumbling on the ground and drooling, (laughs) and so that was the last time I did Salvia. Uh, they said that as I went to the ground, I, I was sitting down on a couch when I did it, and then I sort of like made my way off the couch onto the floor. They said that they Flowed thought from the couch yeah, to the floor. They said that they thought I said "hug me," but I think I was saying <laughs> "help me." I'm not really sure. Uh, the the details remain sketchy. Yeah, the uh, self, well, with myself. The 15 minutes, you couldn't, in all likelihood, couldn't even get an ambulance to respond in that amount of time. No. Right? Know? Yeah. By the time the ambulance showed up, I'd have been like, "What are you guys doing here?" Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you come out of it pretty pretty fast. You always want to have a trip sitter there uh, on a salvia did, trip sure. because that's the kind of thing where you could with, jump out a window, playing with matches uh, or something. Know? Yeah, like you've completely lost touch with reality. I, I just crawled under the floor. Apparently, yeah. the yeah. floor is your friend. You can never fall off the that's floor. True. Right? As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> so if you're gonna go, like if you ever find yourself in yeah. a drug induced situation where you're sketched out or whatever, I recommend the, the floor. floor. Yeah. yeah, safest place to be there. Um, I also, Captain, have had a similar salvia experience. Not quite. Really? I didn't go quite so far in or out of reality in, yeah. in, in my case. But what uh, it, it was also similar in that the first few times I did it, I did just like the leaf. I, I don't know if they call that one X, but just the normal leaf of the plant. Yeah. And that was just like, oh, I got a, like a funny body buzz and kind of giggled a little bit. And it was just kind of fun. But then I did like a 12X or something oh, like that. Wow. And that was the time that uh, the only time I've ever dropped and broken somebody's bong. Oh, I was holding you the horrible bong. person. Yeah, man. I, uh, <laughs> I had gotten up, I guess, <laughs> with the bong in my hand. And I felt like nothing existed outside of my vision. Like, Ooh. I had a very persistent feel, like, a, at a very deep level, it's, it's 
feeling that there was nothing behind me, that everything uh, that existed was existing in my vision, that if I were to somehow turn, there would be nothing there. Oh, and okay. It Horse was, blinders or something. It was very, yeah. it was very an unusual sensation, but I guess I was so focused on it that I just let go of the dude's <laughs> bong, and uh, so I you know, bought him a new bong. See, that. and that's how it's supposed to go, right? If you harm somebody or somebody yeah. else's property, <laughs> you make it right. You, you make them whole again. That's justice. Yeah, it's an intense. Well done. Uh, so the point of you bringing that up is to prove that we already have these incredibly intense psychedelics that are already legally available yeah. uh, in like the United I, States. Like the the both times that I did it, the person who got it got it off the internet. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just went on the you internet, order it. put it in their credit card, pff, no problem, know, shipped it, no problem, put it into a pipe. Uh, so a little bit more here about this. Let's go to John. He's calling from Dover, Delaware, listening to WDOV. Hey, John. Oh, hey, fellas. Yes, Salve Extract, man. I'm down in Fort Lauderdale. I lived down there for about 12 years, Mm -hmm. and uh, I get put on probation for doing some dumb stuff as usual, but I like to smoke marijuana. Mm -hmm. So I go to the local head shop because my buddy tells me they got this Salve stuff, man, just like pot. So I go in there thinking, (laughs) yeah, yeah, they got me good, bro. So I get the maximum strength. Oh, God. Man, I want the maximum, bro. How many X's is the maximum? Hold on. How many X's was the maximum? It was the 10X. 10X. It was the 10X. I think they've got 20 or I had no idea now. about this stuff, man. Yeah. I just I just thought it was going to be a marijuana similar oh, kind of high, you oh, know? Poor bastard. So, Were you alone yeah, when dude, you I, used I, it? I know. It gets worse, dude. I it bet gets it does. Worse, <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, did you go so home alone back. with this stuff? Were you there with yes, anyone else? I went home alone with it. Oh, I went home by myself with it. I get back to the this apartment. This is how houses start Man, I pack a big one up because I'm expecting this stuff to not do nothing to me, man. Right. So I take a rip. I hold it in for as long as I can. And the next thing I remember, <laughs> like I guess Mark was just saying with the horse blinders, there was no, only was my, my central vision and that was it. Was it Mark that said it? No, I said oh, that. No, you, when, you, when you hear drug stories told on the air, it's unlikely to be Mark. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool, <laughs> cool, man. So anyway... But then all of a sudden, like in the 70s show, begins out that psychedelic kind of coloring that goes in the background, mm-hmm, starts yeah. up. That's all I see. And then Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street <laughs> pop up out the woodwork, man. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, they're mocking every word that I'm saying. What the hell's going on? They've always, been, really they've always been doing that to me anyway. <laughs> it, it, oh me God. and you both, man. <laughs> So I'm losing it. I got nothing behind me. Like like the guy there said, all I have is this psychedelic waviness and Bert and Ernie mocking my every word. Well, finally, man, I start coming back to it in my left eye, but my right eye still got Bert and Ernie, man. Whoa. So anyway, it only lasted about 10 minutes, but right. it seemed like an hour. Right, right. Yeah, time. Anyhow, uh, your sensitivity to time changes when, in a lot of cases, on wow. psychedelics. It was uh, some bizarre stuff, man. Never again in my life. Okay, but so you put it down. Do you didn't come back had, to it. <laughs> yeah, what'd you I do had with the rest of it? Over. Yeah, what'd you do well, that's it? what I was going to say, man. Anytime we had a vulture smoker come to the apartment after that, we'd pack them a big old one of your Selvia oh, extract, man, and they would just lose it. A vulture smoker, a somebody, somebody who's like constantly uh, you know, asking for weed, that kind of person. I just hey, quit man, smoking yesterday. Smoke, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, help me out. I'll help you out, all right? I'll pack your yeah, big this Selvia, up. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Good story, John. Thanks for sharing it tonight, Love man. You guys. Really, really appreciate it. That was wow. fantastic. Yeah. Stuff's totally legal. And it is one of the strongest trips I've ever 
uh, been on. I like the first one, not the second one. 855-450-3733. D.C. may be decriminalizing or making the lowest law enforcement priority all sort of natural psychedelics, so like psilocybin mushrooms and other things. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Talk live, you dial in toll free if you want to join us here. Your thoughts are welcome, and you can bring up anything that you want. Although, our overarching topic so far has been psychedelics like mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms containing psilocybin may soon be the lowest law enforcement priority in Washington, D.C. If a ballot initiative that appears to have been successful in collecting uh, the signatures required. They're going through the signature validation process now, but presuming that it makes it through that, it will be on the ballot this November. However, of course, some Congress people are avowing that they are going to put a stop to it because Congress does have the ability to essentially reject any new laws US that come Congress. out, right, that yeah. come out of, uh, of Washington, D.C., so, Which is sort of against the principles, the founding principles of the United States, where people are supposed to have localized government. And we, you know, that led to a conversation about uh, psychedelics and some of the studies that have been done. Uh, groups like the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, or MAPS, uh, and apparently Johns Hopkins has a center for psychedelic consciousness and consciousness research so there's been a lot of really interesting studies surrounding treating ptsd for instance uh treating addiction to other you know harder oh, drugs yeah, yeah like heroin uh using uh, or alcohol using uh, childhood trauma too like really? if, if you were abused or uh you know sexually physically mm, uh, abused mm-hmm. as a child uh apparently microdosing of different types of psychedelics can actually cure that well from what with, the therapy, with the yes, therapy with yeah, therapy that's, that's right. in yes. conjunction with in, therapy right, yes but but still that's amazing yeah, the is. amazing thing is is that americans uh, just continue to want to reject this in large part because their politicians have told them it's bad mm-hmm politicians that have no idea no medical training right like none it's none of their business at all your preacher your politician these people that you've uh you know decided are above you they've got no business commenting on this when doctors are putting out papers that say in fact it works absolutely there's a little bit more here from reason.com again this is pretty pretty recent news just within the last couple days they they submitted their ballot signatures uh on this and they're being validated now u.s laws they say have not caught up with the breadth of research on psychedelics psilocybin and mescaline are still prohibited under schedule one of the controlled substances act which claims that these are drugs that have uh, they're prone to abuse dangerous and have no therapeutic applications the miscategorization is a major focus of D.C.'s decriminalization campaigners. Quote, somebody's suffering and they've tried everything else and plant medicines are the only thing that works for them. They're having an amazing experience finding healing with plant medicines. 
One of the organizers said, she said further, quote, why should they live in fear of losing their job, losing their life, losing their children for something that's been so beneficial for them? And that's one of the ways that they, they've actually been successful with getting these initiatives to move forward through things like city council. So, for instance, uh, Berkeley, Oakland, they're going to mention a list of cities that's following in Denver's footsteps. Right. What happens is they have these hearings and they bring out the military veterans. Yep. They bring out the abused housewives. They bring out the people who've had really just important life-changing experiences for the better because of therapy along with these drugs. And these people, or even if they aren't even uh, you know, going through therapy, it's just their own personal story. These stories are very persuasive. When you put a, a military veteran in front of, you know, because people respect these guys, right? right? You put these military veterans who say, this cured my PTSD right. in front of a panel of these uh, politicians, and there's very little they can say to that guy. I would say this as a caveat. They talked about why should people lose their jobs? If I run a business and mm-hmm. for whatever reason I don't want my employees to ever do drugs, I believe that freedom of association gives me the right to say if you ever do uh, what mescaline while working for my company, I'm going to fire you, you know, end of story. Well, most uh, – you I mean, mean while they're on the job or any Period. Okay. I mean, I mean that's you should have the right to do that but that right makes you an a-hole. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you you may not like it, yeah. but that's that person's business because it's their business. It is. Uh, COVID-19 stay-at-home orders threatened to derail the required signature gathering, of course, prompting the campaign to send voters information packets and petitions by mail. Uh, Lavasani says the campaign gathered around 10,000 signatures in that way. Once the city began to reopen, they did uh, table outside of grocery stores, parks, and polling places. If the measure is passed in November, D.C. would join a small but growing group of cities that have decriminalized some psychedelics for personal use. Denver was the first city to do this in May of 2019, followed by Oakland, Berkeley, and Santa Cruz. There are now hundreds of similar efforts in cities across the country, many of them organized by the local decriminalized nature chapters. And right now, the odds of success at the voting booth look promising. Campaign polling in April found a narrow majority, 51% of D.C. voters would likely back the measure. Among voters who received additional information about the proposal, support jumped to 60%. Look, I think that this is all great, then, mm-hmm. uh, but none of this should be happening. Because well, none it never of this should have been illegal in the be, first place. Right, exactly. Like, there shouldn't have to be a lobby to legalize a thing that people have used historically for centuries for all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. Religious, you know, healing, you know, all that kind of a thing. Uh, and it should have never been illegal in the first place. I'm with you. No drugs should have been illegal in the first place, right? If you have a problem with drugs, that's a medical issue, not a government issue. Speaking my language. Yeah, this is uh, this is a tough one for for conservatives to swallow. But this nation was built by people who had legal access to opiates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not saying it's a good idea for you to get hooked on heroin, Mm -mm. but you could buy it through the Sears catalog at one point. Right. Um, And that's just these are just facts. You know, you don't have to like them. Um, You may have your excuses. your, Your mind may come up with its bias or whatever. But, you know. Wouldn't it be a lot easier? I was just dealing with a prescription coming from the doctor. He prescribed something, and he didn't 
put it down exactly the right way, and I can't get haven't gotten my prescription because it's not written the way that the pharmacist Jeez. wants it to be written, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Everybody knows that it's all fine. We're talking about a very common drug here that. People have been prescribed for for decades without any particular problem, mm-hmm. and I can't get it because he gave me he gave me the, the time released yeah. version, mm-hmm. which I asked for, not knowing it was seven hundred dollars versus the regular version, which is like you know ten or twenty bucks or whatever. Right. Let's talk. And, okay, and the contradictions exist in the current system. Why is alcohol legal and not you know cocaine, for example, or mushrooms, for that matter? Right. The contradictions exist because people don't understand the breadth of the situation. People don't understand freedom, in my opinion. Nope, they don't. Uh, There was a lot of fear mongering surrounding drugs back in the day. And that and that worked. It worked on people. Sad. Uh, Let's go to Robert in Charleston, South Carolina. And and it is sad, but it it seems like there's some light at the end of the tunnel on the horizon that uh, maybe we're going to come out of this and these are baby steps in the in the right they should direction. just roll back the existing laws instead of making new ones yes absolutely let's talk to robert he's in charleston south carolina go ahead robert yes sir thank you very much i just wanted to say that you know over the over the centuries we knew a lot about these things in the past the georgians the chinese and and, and the south american indians knew a lot of things and we, we lost that knowledge in a lot of cases the soviet union tried to preserve it by putting up a huge library of a compendium of that kind of stuff that came mostly from Georgia. The Chinese, I had a friend who, who was a, 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 an English teacher to the highest level of the Chinese communists in China, and he told me that the Chinese have teeth that will cure about any disease you can think of and then some. Well, there's and, all um, kinds of beliefs about things. I mean, we, we met a guy who believed drinking his own urine would cure all kinds of things. There's all kinds of people with pretty wild beliefs that aren't really backed by anything, but... You know, okay. Oh yes. What else were you going to yes, say? Yes, you're right about that. You're right about that, 100. percent But on the other hand, there, 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 there are things that work because I, you know, I had four traumatic brain injuries because I was an avid bicycle rider. I mean, I was riding a bicycle like like hours and hours every day. Sounds like you're an avid bicycle and, faller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing is, if you if you stay on your bicycle enough, you're going to get hit by cars. Just that's the truth. That's probably problem. a true yeah, fact. Yeah. That, that's true. Okay, so anyhow, I got I got four traumatic brain injuries altogether stacked up. Okay, so I was, you know, I had it was pretty rough, you know what I mean. But but I I tell you, I, I, I experimented with with teas and, and and herbs and things like that and figured out which one had exactly what effect. And I was very 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 careful. I mean, you you can probably tell I'm a very conservative guy. I take no chances at all. So I took every just everything very very smidgen smidgens of this and then, and then increased the dosage just a little bit. You know, like the pink IG. Or and that's the, the way it should be. It's your body. You should be able to put what you want into it experiment with things my and body, see, my choice. see what works what works for you may not work right may not work the same for another person thank you for the call robert there's more coming up here it is free talk live it's free talk live bring up whatever you want here the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE like freedom that's 855-450-3733 we have the discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. You can hop into one of those. Sound like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight. It's Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark. And the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar. 
right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I-Project.org. We're talking about alternatives, uh, medicinal alternatives. And there's, like specifically in this case, psychedelic mushrooms and other natural substances that may have a psychedelic uh, effect or an entheogenic uh, effect. Just for our listeners out there who might not know, there is an entire industry of people called healers. Mm-hmm. Right now, some of these are like mystic, right? Where some woo woo, like faith based, yeah, some woo woo. But there's also some people, and I'm not talking about like homeopathic medicine, although they certainly homeopathy homeopathy certainly qualifies. But people who have uh, experimented with all sorts of natural substances that have had a curing or an easing effect with some diseases, and these are not official, you know, above board types of things. But if you're not having success with your above board doctors with mm-hmm. whatever ailments that you are suffering from and you, you know, if you've gone for second and third opinions, it might be worth investigating some of these other healers just to see what's out there that might help you. Right. And you never know, right? Like, and for one, the placebo effect is real. Yes. Right. Secondly, I will tell, I've told this story multiple times and uh, we had a cat who had a skin condition, a senior grouchy pants, if you recall, Ian. Um, yeah. And senior had a little, I don't know, this kind of rash that he'd get off and just before his tail, his butt area. Mm. And we took him to the vet a couple of times to try to get that solved because it would scratch him and he'd be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And my wife was studying into this whole, you know, the supplements thing, and she's spending more right. time than I cared to have her do. But whatever, that's her business. She gave that cat bovine liver extract. And I'll be darned if his skin condition didn't clear up. Clear up. How fast? Re- relatively quickly, within a huh. couple of weeks. Wow. Impressive. And now he was happy to eat um, some stuff out of the liver of a cow. Sure. Right? Like he's, he's pleased with that. Cats right? love liver. Right. Not a problem. <laughs> so, Great. But- Perfect. I mean, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the placebo effect for Senor Grouchy cat, Pants. Right. Yeah, it doesn't under because he doesn't, doesn't understand. That. He's right. just eating right. something. Right. So you know, sometimes this stuff works. Yeah, and and if it works for you, then and that's it's worked great. more times than I would like, honestly. And there have been st- some of these studies we've talked about. And we haven't gotten into any of them tonight, but over the years, we've talked about these studies on psychedelics, uh, like mushrooms, uh, psychedelic mushrooms used to treat PTSD. For instance, and it was in these studies where they would, they, you know, the participants in the studies, many of them had had this experience of going through all of the sort of standard allopathic normal medicine uh, methods right. of here, prescribe this drug, take this drug, do this thing, you know, whatever it is the doctor did. They tried that. It wasn't working. So they decided they were going to, you know, somehow they came across this psychedelic study. They got involved in it and it worked. So, you know, a lot of these folks have already run through the mill of the standard, yeah. uh, you know, procedures right. and have had failure after failure. And then all of a sudden, you know, one dose of psychedelic mushrooms in a therapy session and they have no more PTSD. Right. And yeah. this is not the kind of thing that your results may vary. That's true. Well, hold on. That's true. Your results may vary is what is true by and large like this is far more the far more effective treatment uh, mdma mm-hmm. uh, psilocybic mushrooms these yeah. sorts of things have been yeah. tested and you've you've got to have a high level of bias 
to reject the kind of science that's gone into these because let's not forget nothing else works right right these people shoot themselves they shoot other people they're deeply disturbed and upset and if you don't want them to be cured because you're just a drug warrior yeah you need to look at yourself not society this isn't society imposing anything on you wholly agreed a little bit more here. Uh, let's go to Alex in South Carolina listening, I believe, to WRNN in Myrtle Beach. Go ahead, Alex. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, well, you know, here in Myrtle Beach, a lot of food and beverage. I myself been in the hospitality food and beverage business for 25, 30 years. Much of it spent bartending. And I can tell you, as uh, a bartender, and I've had my own issues with, is, is alcohol. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, there are people who can do it, you know. They can, you know, they can handle it. They don't have problems with it. So like cocaine, there's some people I suppose can, but it's a terrible drug, I think. Uh, but I, I do want to say, I grew up not using drugs or even drinking. So I got to college, and I did some pot, you know, not real heavily, and not never, not really ever been a really pot smoker. I did acid one time, over did too much of it one time. But anyway, I did one time work at ski resort quickly in. I think I was self-medicating with uh, alcohol throughout the years and maybe some other harder-type drugs. I can tell you I was introduced to MDMA, and since then, and I haven't done it in years, Mm -hmm. and this was like about 20 years ago when it was pure, Mm. and I've done ecstasy about four or five times at the first day of the ski resort, came back to the coast at one time, walked up and down the beach, and I can tell you that it was very effective Mm. in a lot of general ways. I it put a uh, I still can think about it. I can still now think of high problems. Think back to when I was doing MDA. 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 I, I just put a positive tone on things. Mm-hmm. Life, you feel good. You feel good about everything. It just makes you look at things different. They call it the hug drug, the bear drug. Yep. Yep. Hugs get uh, nice on MDA. It, sure. It's called an empathogen. It, uh, which is, you know, the root word there is empathy. So the idea is that M- uh, MDMA can help people have greater empathy towards others. And and I think that it can be a lasting effect. I think that it isn't just something that you pick up for four hours and then it goes away. What do you think yeah. about that, Alex? Yeah, I, it, I, it, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. when you do it, it's just, I was walking down the beach and people in the, the water, the, bra- the waves were breaking. It's just, you embrace nature and everything, mm-hmm. and afterwards, I can still right now think back to that time or time I was at the ski resort. It just makes you feel you can feel the positiveness. But quickly, you did say I was talking about stevia. You know, I've had probably some drugs, but anyway, I kind of salvia. I don't really do was, no, no, no. We, I think stevia is a sweetener, oh, isn't it? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. stevia. Yeah. Okay, salvia. Uh, okay, but quickly, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do. I was trying to go. I don't want to do cocaine anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drink. Do I went and I heard about it. This is my fifteenth. With that, someone told me about this, the salvia yeah. that I work with in this restaurant. And he goes, like, it's like ecstasy. Really? No, yeah, I went and I bought a pipe. I bought a pipe, like a $25 real expensive pipe, right? Uh-huh. It was very efficient. And this is where it was legal to buy at a head store here. I don't know if you can now. Yep. So I went to the store and I bought like the medium grade. I've never done it. And oh, they God. said, well, we tried the medium. I took it home and it said, I only do like one little pinch, you know, but I stuffed that pipe full. Mm. Not, and I lit the pipe. Hold on, I got to hear the rest of this story. Hang on, another yeah, salvia, on, another first time salvia story. How this stuff is, uh, <laughs> remains legal is just beyond me. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. Well, there's a lot of like Indian uh, shamanic rituals right. surrounding yeah. uh, salvia. 
It's uh, common down, I think, in Oaxaca, Mexico. I believe that's kind of where it's right. the big thing. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I, by the way, I completely agree with him on MDMA. We can talk about that a little bit, too. It's free time. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Had a few good stories from uh, some of our callers here tonight. Indeed. Uh, a few good drug stories God. on the air. We've been talking about how uh, there's a D.C. initiative that is looks like it's probably going to get on the ballot in November to allow the people of that's D.C. That's the drug corral? D.C.? Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's what they'll start calling it. Uh, but uh, to let people vote on decriminalization, a, a smidgen of decriminalization, to make uh, enforcing psychedelic mushrooms the lowest police priority, and also some maybe other plant-based substances like peyote, uh, we're going to go back into your calls and thoughts. But I want you to know about Freedoms Phoenix. It is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty, freedomsphoenix.com has them. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. As we go back to Alex in Myrtle Beach listening to WRNN, you were just about to tell us, you had told us that you'd had an amazing experience using MDMA, which for listeners who are unfamiliar with what that is, the street name for that is ecstasy. You said it was 20 years ago when it was pure. And I'll tell you this, it's still pure if you know where to get it. Now, MDMA is one of the most counterfeited Um, yeah it's very counterfeited it's one of the most falsified uh products out there where people will put you know these scummy drug dealers will put anything but mdma into one of these uh, pills they put all kinds of uh, stimulants or caffeine even has shown up in uh, some of these fake mdma pills so some of the stuff that they use can be very dangerous and so you really and i'm glad that, that you brought this up alex because it gives me the opportunity to to sort of throw out the usual uh talk here when we when we talk about drugs which is not on a you know doesn't happen too often, but we do t- have detailed conversations about them from time to time. Uh, it is important to remind people to test your drugs and to – and I realize most people probably won't. Yep, people but, don't want to do that. But, and then you're taking your – you know, the the, the drug the, – the same way that bathtub gin was killing people mm-hmm. during the times of prohibition, now during drug prohibition, you can't trust just because some pimply-faced 22-year-old kid says, yeah, this is good. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're buying um, MDMA from some kid in a club, you're probably going to get something fake. There's a good chance you're going to get something fake. Um, if you're buying MDMA through the dark web, then odds are you're going to get the real thing. But there's only one way to know for sure, and that's to send it off to a testing company. A laboratory. Yep. Uh, I recommend checking out the website ecstasydata.org, which I believe they've updated, and there's a new URL, but I think the old one still works. To the Bat Lab. 
Ecstasy Data is an amazing website that has been around for years. The people behind Arrowhead.org are involved. Now it's called Drugs Data, DrugsData.org. So that's because they test more than just ecstasy. You can send in, uh, if you've got what you believe is a LSD or whatever it is that you believe you have, mm. you can send it to these people. And they have like a DEA license at their lab that somehow allows them to do this. So even though they're taking in all day long, these people are taking in illegal substances into their laboratory. They are legally allowed. I guess this is so great. And I just want to say, because I'm well of a certain age, I'm 48 years old, Mm -hmm. that when I grew up, being a nerd was frowned upon. Like mm. you were ostracized, cat. You were not Four part eyes. of regular society. Like if you if you were just smarter than the other kid, you were yeah. a nerd, and yep. you know you were like sort of kicked to the wayside, right? And now my philosophy is follow the nerds, right? And now there's nerds of all sorts of like sub, you know, genres, right? There's drug nerds, there's music sure. nerds, there's you know radio nerds, there's nerds, nerds of are, all sorts of cool varieties. Nerd, it's yeah. cool to be nerdy, and also. Is. Also, it forwards society, right? Mm. Because now nerds are specializing, which is great. I love it. So check out drugsdata.org. Alex, you were telling us uh, a story just before we went away there that you had purchased some salvia. Somebody lied to you and told you that it was like MDMA, which is nothing like MDMA. No. at all yeah. uh, and so you've figured all right i'm gonna get the medium strength potency you've never done it before you pack up a big bowl of it and that was where we left the story off so go ahead and were you in your home at this point yes well okay. quickly a real, a real quick caveat yeah. you know for me self-medicating self-improvement you know at times my wife's like you know you need to go to a psychiatrist make it put on medication i don't want to go i don't want to be put on prozac with psychiatrist i'm gonna do it au natural you Good. know that's just how it is. But yep. yeah, I packed up, so I went home. My wife was at work. I had the day off. The day. So you're alone. And I went back to, like, yeah, so I went back to, like, where my computer is. sat my, like, my chair at the computer. I packed one. I started puffing on it, lit it, puffed it, puffed it. I remember seeing, so it was pretty efficient, this this pipe, you know. Mm-hmm. We just bought it brand new. And I remember seeing these big puffs of the smoke come out. One shirt, like, hit it even harder. And I've never blacked out in my life. <laughs> and I've never hallucinated or anything. Never, ever. But I just know one thing. I remember doing that. The next thing I, I remember waking up on the floor, the chair was turned over. And you said about uh, it's a good way to catch your home on fire. Mm-hmm. The pipe had turned, would fallen on the floor, and there was like smoldering in the carpet. So I stamped it out. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting up, and all of a sudden, I, I, I felt I was not a third dimension. It was like a tenth dimension. Whoa. Now I was like all these other dimensions. I wasn't in reality. So. I went outside just to chill out, and when I went outside, I looked out. I looked down that back well, the back my back door and the edge of my house. Someone, and I didn't know I was going to say someone was had put their head around the corner, was staring at me. Then I saw someone walking down the street, and also they turned into my back uh, back driveway. Were walking the driveway towards me. So I think I'm a tough guy, but I ran back to my house by the door. I was frightened. Went back back to the back bedroom again and for me what was even more frightening was that i was in this 10th or 11th dimension and i'd never come out of it and i'd be like that for the rest of my life <laughs> but wow. it was uh yeah and i so i didn't think i was gonna ever escape it but about 10 minutes it went away right and I, it was very intense like i said to have someone do it, i'll never do it again yeah. but i'm open to doing mushrooms i had someone else tell me about that i'm open to it i pretty much quit drinking and any other kind of drug but the quick I'm going to get off the phone. Listen, I listen to a lot of talk radio and everything from NPR to Rush Limbaugh. 
And your, your, your show is my favorite. All Aww. right, take care and have a good Thanks, night. Thanks, Alex. Really appreciate the nice. story tonight. Thank you for sharing that Great with story. us. Yeah, and, and he does point out the thing I was mentioning, that you could set your house on fire. So please, uh, you know, one of the things that happens is you lose touch with reality with the salvia stuff, right? Or DMT could also be very intense like that. Uh, if you're using a flame with something that you could you lose touch with reality on and you're alone, there's a chance you're going to drop that pipe and there's a burning ember going to come out and start your bed on fire or whatever, right? Let's right. start the carpet on fire. So this is why you always have to take these things seriously a psychedelic experience can be very strong, and so it's important to have somebody there as what they call a trip sitter, somebody who's not going to do the same thing, right? Like they're going right, to not be right. taking the pipe after you. They're going to take the pipe from your hands and set it down, and then they're going to stay there with you to make sure that you don't go run outside into traffic or you know something like that. Yeah, it's interesting that the salvia stuff is so is legal, but at yeah. the same time, there's a lot of disinformation out about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it it is interesting because we are here in you know 2020 where easy access to information is at your fingertips, and if you want to go and learn about these things, I do recommend Arrowid.org, e r o w i d dot org. For the longest time, we've recommended this website. It's full of uh, really interesting, like frequently asked questions on pretty much every uh, of the every one of the major drugs, and even some of the more obscure stuff. Even plants and and pharmaceuticals uh, are listed there. Obviously, the longer a drug's been around, the more people have experience with it, the more they know about it. So Man, some of the more experimental stuff that's coming out now, you got to be careful with that. Too. When I was growing up, I had to rely on Officer So-and-So showing up with a D.A.R.E. <laughs> program at the school to talk about what an opiate was and what a you know what psilocybin is and all that kind of fun that, stuff. That way you could make sure you knew what color the barbiturate pills were. Barbiturates, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. D.A.R.E. to keep cops off of donuts. Where do you get barbiturates anyway? Has anybody ever offered no you a barbiturate? what a barbiturate is. Um, you're, right. I mean, it's not an amphetamine. It's, For me, I think it's a downer. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not like I'm out there recommending people take drugs or anything like that, but I know drugs. they're going to. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to, I would like to see them do it in as safe a way as possible. That's what's called I, harm reduction. I yeah. contend most human beings take drugs. Yeah. Well, Animals I, do, too. If you consider that caffeine is a drug and that caffeine, alcohol and t- tobacco. All the prescriptions yeah. that everybody's on for whatever, yeah. everybody yeah. takes drugs. Uh, all right, so more coming up here. we got other stuff to talk about, including... Easily offended people. You've got a scientific study about these folks, Mark. We're going to get this. into that on the way here. And if you're offended, we got open phones at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Just bring up whatever is on your mind. Numbers 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. The captain. And Mark. And also want to say thank you to Jake Leonard, who is a gold amplifier. That means that Jake is contributing 10 bucks a month to the AMP program to help Dude, us advertise. Jake. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Uh, to help us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, to help us get on new radio stations around the country and bring new listeners on board uh, with the ideas of freedom. So if you like what we do, here on Free Talk Live, you can amp the show, and that really helps us out. And you get some cool perks as well, like access to the supporters' chat rooms on our Discord server and more. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You can use a credit card, debit card. You can use PayPal or Bitcoin BTC to get signed up for AMP 
just like Jake Leonard did at amp.freetalklive.com. And by the way, Jake's doing gold, which is 10 bucks a month. $5 is all we ask for, so he's doing twice that, so really appreciate that. But you can get in for 5 bucks a month over at amp.freetalklive.com. David is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Listening on KENN, beautiful downtown Farmington and FC USA, home of the car dealerships that cheat you. And um, anyway, so uh, 105 in the shade here in New Mexico today, wonderful, wonderful place to visit. Not quite as bad as 118 in Arizona right now. Um, wow. It's wor- wor- worth taking a look at. The New Mexico uh, is now been rated by, I don't remember which rating body, but, you know, these different ones that rate this, rate that, rate this, rank the states. The most, <clears throat> excuse me, restrictive state in the nation on the virus restrictions. Okay. Number one. Yeah. You're saying New Mexico is the most restrictive? That well that's what this ranking agency said that I hear over when I turn on the when I turn on the commercial radio like uh, K E N N and I hear you know the 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 experts come on the radio and God knows everybody on the radio is an expert. And they come on and they give us these rankings, you know, it's got to be gospel, it's got to be true. I just want right. to be clear, I'm on, I'm on the radio and I'm no expert. <laughs> hey, oh, this is radio? What are, the, uh, what are these <laughs> restrictions uh, that, uh, that, that are so much more stringent there? Well, they, they change from uh, week to week to week. If you yeah. look at the little stomping mirror, which is part of the experiment. I mean, the, the whole point of this is it's worth your while if you're an, well, not even if you're an American. If you're if you're a human being on this planet, it's worth your while to take a look at Michelle Lujan Grisham and what goes on in the state of New Mexico. Because if if everything goes according to their plan, the rest of you will be subject to the this same way of living. Because, uh, I mean, the United States, you know, you got uh, typically you got uh, or stereotypically you got blue on each coast and red in the middle, basically, except there's an island of red in the state of New Mexico. And New Mexico is kind of a a fishbowl, good place to experiment when the way you do it is you take your Ivy League graduates, whether they're lawyers or politicians or experts in this, that or the other thing uh, that come out of the Ivy League schools and you take all the money behind them Excuse me. And you send lobbyists to the state of New Mexico, which has basically been controlled by Democrats for the most part for Mm -hmm. the last century. Um, And you send your lobbyists, your high paid lobbyists to the state of New Mexico, even though you're from New York or California or Washington or wherever. And you try to influence the state laws in the state of New Mexico to see what kind of S that you can stick to the walls in a state like this as a fishbowl. And if you can make it work here, then you try to make it work. If it works here, then you try to make it work elsewhere. Well, that's true of a lot of places. Like, I I think California was the first state to pass a smoking ban, and a bunch of other states jump on board Mm -hmm. uh, the bandwagon. So as one state goes, many other states. Although New Mexico does have the nickname the land of entrapment. Right. The difference, though, with New Mexico is New Mexico's got a, a small mass. And whereas California has got a lot of inertia, okay? But New Mexico is small. It's only 2 million people, and the entire state budget, uh, just, just like last time around, was like $6 billion. So let's, what's the state budget of California? How many hundreds of billions of dollars is the state budget in California? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got, what, is, what do they got, 38, 38 million people? The point, the point is here, it's easy to manipulate New Mexico. And then you have a, you have a native... And I'm not, not talking about Indians, although they're included, but you have a native, native 
uh, demographic power base in the state of New Mexico that's kind of communistic in the first place, yeah. uh, based on their his- based on their history, and then you combine those with the carpetbaggers that come in from uh, especially New York. New York is the is the big one here. I mean, in Florida is too, but but uh, New Mexico is a lot different than uh, you know a New-, a New Yorker in Florida is like uh you know like gum on the sidewalk it's everywhere but a new yorker in new mexico you gotta you gotta make a a more of a point to get here if you're coming from new york to new mexico but there's a lot of them here um as compared to californians and such and those carpetbaggers come in here and they combine forces with the populate the native uh new mexican population that is based in the patron system if you go back to columbus and uh, queen isabella King, uh, what was his name, Ferdinand, mm-hmm. and you give uh, Columbus a bunch of gold, and you come over here you, with uh, with a couple hundred people, and you say, you couple, you 18 million Indians over here in the Americas, and I mean from, I mean all of you from Alaska down to uh, Honduras, you, all of your land is now the belongs to the king and the queen of Spain. Too bad, sorry about your luck, but and give us your gold, or I'm going to chop off your foot, and after that I'm going to get your head. So and and uh, it's that kind of mindset that landed in New Mexico, and they were undisturbed here in New Mexico because nobody else wanted to be here for century after century after century, like 400 years, undisturbed. And they got set in their ways. And then, like I said, the the uh, carpetbaggers, like Bill Richardson, for instance, he was the governor here. He wasn't from here. He did. He just had. He was half half Hispanic and half white. And he recognized an opportunity. He was living like up in New York. He got in this car. This is all easily search- readable on the internet. He got in this car and carpet bagged his way, drove all the way to New Mexico with the goal to become the governor of New Mexico. Guess when what? did Jeffrey Epstein's jet come into that story? Um, I don't know, but Bill Richardson's certainly been on it, even though he denies yes. it. And I'm sure he's got plenty, plenty of massages out there at the. Uh, not Whore Island, but Whore, Whore Ranch over there. In, uh, <laughs> Go back to your and, home on Whore Island. Yeah, weren't they? Oh, and, and, uh, weren't yeah, they yeah, close yeah. buddies? Didn't they share that ranch or something like that in New Mexico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess guess where he got guess guess where Epstein got that land from? He bought it from Governor Bruce King, the mm-hmm. the governor of New Mexico. He bought that ranch land from the governor of New Mexico. Imagine that. I what wonder what kind of dirt huh? he had on that governor. A, a governor named King, too. How, yeah. how ironic. King, right. King, right. Yeah, he's got the King Ranch, and uh, Bill Clinton and Bruce King were good friends. Bill Clinton came came to Bruce King's funeral when he died a few years back, and Bill Clinton, I'm sure, uh, visited Jeffrey Epstein's ranch there a few times or twenty times or yeah. Wasn't there a pa- wasn't there a painting of Bill Clinton in drag inside the ranch? That was in New York. That New was York, in the okay. Epstein's, uh, yeah, yeah. I have in, it uh, on York. good authority that Bill Clinton actually never did anything illegal in Jeffrey Epstein's presence. Oh, thank you, David, for the call tonight. <laughs> I appreciate it. So yeah. I don't want to d- wake up dead. What is good authority, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> so New Mexico bad, but then again, lots I, of places I just want to say, uh, I, I like David. He's a good caller. Um, I've been to New Mexico, oh, really? and I will actively go out of my way to, to never return to New Mexico. It is, is that uh, bad, huh? It is a place on the planet that literally sucks the life out of everything it touches. Jeez. And I mean, the, the at least when I was there. Uh, when I it got certainly there, wasn't my experience. Uh, un- unemployment was super high. Uh, I got stuck there. I needed to find a job to get out. Uh, finally, I-, I go to job services. I'm like, yeah, can I see a list of all your jobs? And they're like, well, we don't have any right now. And I'm like, well, when do you normally get them in? They're like, well, you know, whenever somebody calls and says they need somebody. And I'm like, really? Huh. 
So suddenly uh, uh, in the newspaper, a Taco Bell was hiring. I'm like, all right, I'll do fast food. It's fine. I got to get the heck out of New Mexico. Uh, and so I show up for the you know mass interview. It's supposed to take place at 8 a.m. I show up at 7. There's already a line of like 15, 16 people. Mm-hmm. And these people looked all very poor, very destitute, very much in need of a wow. job, more so than I did. So I didn't do that. Jeez. I went and sort of, you know, I did something else. But that's neither here nor there. My point is I spent enough time there uh, to get the last life sucked out of me see the life sucked out of many other people and i will do my best to never return (laughs) all right then so let's talk about people random rant about new mexico i I would like to say uh just just so just for the listeners that was not paid for by the new mexico chamber of commerce (laughs) all right mark you got a story about uh you got a story about people and being offended Easily offended people. Turns out they're awful people. I'm offended that Mark that, has a story. Is that what uh, science yeah. is going to tell us? This is from awful? ScienceDirect.com. I can't say I know anything about ScienceDirect.com, but um, we have read uh, uh, stories from there in the past. And uh, turns out if you're um, easily offended, you're probably not real employable. Hmm. We'll get into it. 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is coming up. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, We need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Live Saturday edition continues here into hour number three. With you tonight, it's Ian, the captain, and Mark. Our toll-free number, if you want to join us on the radio, is 855-450-FREE. You can talk about anything you want, 855-450-3733. Or sound better by calling us on Discord. Our Discord server is available to you 24 hours a day. There's people in there chatting at all hours of the day and night. It's a pretty cool thing, and it's free to use, so head over to discord.lrn.fm. If it's during show hours, you can jump into one of those on-air call-in line rooms, and then you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. Let's go to the phones to the fun. To start things out, we got Bob. He's in Holland, Michigan, listening to WHTC, longtime affiliate there on Saturday nights. Hey, Bob. Hi, guys. I've been to New Hampshire. It's a wonderful state. I'm yeah. here in West Michigan. We've got the FBI putting... Trying to put microchips in people, and the uh, FBI is putting microchips in people. Yeah, they they want to replace the fingerprint system, and uh, they they force people to do this, and they do it covertly. And uh, really, it's like uh, the book 1984 by George Orwell. They're 
also installing troboscope two-way TVs, the cable system. The now, hold on. Slow down here, Bob. Uh, let me see if I can follow what you're saying. So the microchip allegations, you're saying they're forcing them onto people? Are there, is yeah, there any kind they, of evidence they, of this, or is this just like a theory? Oh, yeah, I, well, I'm a scientist. I've interviewed people, and uh, they refuse to do it, but they they put people in mental hospitals and they inject it in the middle of the night as people, and there's a issue the World Economic News years ago talked about the government secret plan to put a microchip in everybody in the United States the size of a grain of rice, mm. and they wanted to create a pretext. And yeah, I there's been the, uh, the conspiracy yeah. theory folks have been promoting this theory for many, you know, for decades. I can yeah, remember it's been it around going, for a long time. I can remember it back to uh, early Alex Jones videos from the late 1990s. Uh, where they were talking yeah. about this technology, and they certainly have the technology. So this isn't like you know, yeah, yeah. some space age kind of thing. It's, it's it's here. It's not like it couldn't happen. Um, and and you, normally you hear about it in the context of. I remember there was a story. Uh, I think it was within the last decade where there was some club that was offering a chip to like a dance club, like a you know nightclub, offering a chip to their VIPs or whatever, and that way they can just like wave right in the front door. Right. They don't have to show ID and and that kind of thing. And so they were trying to get people to voluntarily take these chips. But you're saying that you believe, Bob, that they're the FBI is forcibly chipping people in crazy wards. Well, they do it as a pretext. And I also want to mention uh, years ago I was abducted by the U.S. Marshals in Grand Rapids, and a guy pulled up his uh, sleeve, and he had the tattoo 666 on his left uh, arm and little devils on there. And I heard about the Why would he pull up his sleeve to Bible. show you that? Well, he I think he, I don't know if you know about demons, but he looked pretty demonic to me. Demons. He had little red things in his mm. eyes. And, uh, yeah, it's a, kind of a strange thing, but they, they have a plan to, uh, I call it legalized uh, slavery in the United States. They want to charge people with a crime and use it for cheap labor. That's true. Like, I don't know if all the other things you said were uh, true, but uh, that that is true. And that is absolutely what the war on drugs has been used for over so many years. Thank you, Bob, for the uh, the call tonight, where they take, you know, just drug-using folks who are otherwise productive. They, you know, have a a favorite recreational drug. We talked about a lot of them earlier in the show. And then they charge them with the so-called drug crimes, and they get themselves a conviction, because most people take uh, you know, take the plea deal, and then they go to work for the state. So you're saying Saying you agree with the demon guy? No, only on that one point. <laughs> I agree with the demon guy. Yeah, I uh, the whole demons thing. Uh, yeah, uh, you immediately sorry. lose me with demons. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I, the devil. I love metal. It's <laughs> just like I am just done once demons are mentioned. Yeah. I, I, and if somebody comes out of the crazy, it's not war, that radical. I mean, people have believed in demons. There, there yeah. are probably more people in the world right now that believe in demons, probably of some sort, spirits or you know mischievous creature, whatever, than people who don't. Mm-hmm. But man. I, to, for me, that's Dark Ages stuff. Well, it people is. used to think folks having seizures were possessed by demons. So they did, you know. Uh, all right. Well, th- I believe in that one instance. Didn't they think that demons were cause of all kind of illness? In a, at one point, well, I know that. Uh, so Jesus met a guy who had demons, drove him into a legion of pigs, um, and uh, the pigs and the pigs ran off a cliff. Uh, I presume getting hmm. rid of the demons in the process. Does that kill the demons, or do they just have to go back to hell? I don't know. Uh, but I don't know, but thank you, run, Bob, for the call. How do we it. run modern pigs off the edge of a cliff? <laughs> right. Why don't we just drive all the the people with illnesses into the pigs and then drive them? I was referring to. Are police. pigs dumb enough? To 
to just run off a cliff? I mean, they're supposed to be pretty smart. It sounds very Pied Piper. I don't know what happened with the pigs. Uh, I, you know, don't expect me to uh, to tell you what happened. You're on in the, the story. radio, Mark. Are you not an expert? Well, I am an expert. I'm. I, I believe that the story is false. Well, yeah, and I don't. <laughs> you know, while I won't put it past the FBI to forcibly, you know, put chips in somebody, I don't know if I buy the claim that they're going into crazy wards in the middle of the night and uh and shipping people i mean maybe they are but it's not coming from a real reliable source you know if somebody just left the crazy ward and is telling you about how it was the fbi that uh, forcibly chipped them in the, in the middle of the night i i don't know if i'm gonna uh, you know i don't know if i'm gonna assign a lot of legitimacy the truth that, is out there to that viewpoint what do you think about that one, Mark? Did you buy the crazy word force chipping story? I thought that he was the most coherent person that's claimed uh, microchips or uh, you know microchipping people is real that we've heard in a long time. However, he wasn't saying it happened to him personally, so that no. must mean he's heard it from people, which, uh, again, not a whole lot of evidence. Um, if there is a microchip within you, then shouldn't there be a way to scan it, right? Shouldn't there be some way to, oh, yeah, you got a microchip? Well, let's get the scanner out and see if you've actually, okay, there it is. You know, right. huh? Yeah. Whenever you guys say chips without saying microchips, when mm-hmm. you just chips, I think I get the song from that television TV show. Yeah, the California with Ponch and John and yeah. Yeah, Eric Estrada. So, uh, Mark, let's talk about these I'm old. easily offended people. There's a scientific study that's going to tell us the obvious. Yeah, I pulled up. Uh, I, was, I was searching for microchips. Hold on. Give me a second here. Um, right. This is from ScienceDirect.com. And basically, the abstract of this study says that for all the news stories devoted to individuals taking offense to various issues, little is known about these individuals or their work-related habits. To address this important gap in organizational and societal knowledge, the reported research draws on cognitive interference theory to define and measure the productivity to be, excuse me, proclivity to be offended. We're going to call that PTBO from here on out, proclivity to be offended. All right, so help me out. Karenism is a <laughs> shorter. Fine. BOs sounds like smelly to me. This measure is hypothesized to serve as an off task stimuli, whatever that means, and results in a time-separated multi-source study found PTO, PTBO, that's uh, proclivity to be offended, negatively relates to employees' task performance and citizenship behavior. Hmm. So not only is a person who is easily offended uh, a poor employee and should be avoided at mm-hmm. all costs, but they're just an a-hole generally. Shocking, right? <laughs> now well, we have the science to prove it. <laughs> but but in this, we now have a science. Uh, we, we we now have a society that's based on people Offensive. that are yes, yeah. offended, right? right. Like it, it's all about you know. A friend was telling me today about um, you know they had to have this meeting at their Montessori school because uh, it was racist to have a big red sign that had sharp corners on it. Huh? I, but right. How's that wow. racist? There wasn't a, a the the explanation was never forthcoming because people what are did crazy. The sign say Montessori school. Oh, it said the name of the school and then Montessori school. Well, if it was red, it could have been communist. Maybe it was no. It couldn't have been anything. No, yeah, you don't listen to people with psychopathy and expect that you're going to get reasonable explanations. Who out of was them. the one who was offended by this? Was it one of the board members of the school? Was it no, a parent? No, it was a lady. It, well, it was it was a parent uh, that had been given a uh, free tuition. Oh, okay. So she doesn't even have any skin in the game. 
No. Gotcha. I don't know about you guys, but I look forward to the day when the word racist means like NASCAR fan or something like that. <laughs> you know, like, Same here. Yeah. That's the worst kind of easily offended person is a person who has no actual claim to anything, right? Like they haven't, they're not even a real customer. Yeah. You know, like they come in there and start getting offended about things. Like you didn't even pay us, lady. Yeah. There it's you ridiculous. go. Um, uh, going on here and positively relates to counterproductive behavior as rated oh, yeah. by one's supervisor. So bosses consider these people that are easily offended to be more likely to be counterproductive. How can you be productive if you're complaining? You can't do you can't do productivity and complaining at the same time. Yep. Right? There's a percentage of the population you simply do not want working at your business. Yeah, but how much larger is that percentage these days than it was 20 years ago? It seems like it's cultural now to be offended. 855 450 free. Are you offended? Talk live. You dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want. Our number, 855 450 free, like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. And I want to say thanks to liberty.menu. It's a great website uh, to help the liberty community. So it's only for folks who reject the initiation of force and agree to abide by the ethics of the non aggression principle. So if that describes you, if you love freedom, then you should get over to liberty.menu because you can list the things you do there. Maybe you got a business, you want more, uh, you know, you want more people to come into your business. Whether it's online or in real life, you can list it there. It's a map-based site, so you can easily see where these things are. Uh, digital content creators, there's a category for you. And if you're you know, you're putting together an event, uh, liberty.menu can help you list that as well. It's liberty.menu and it's free to use. So head on over there. You can also use code FTL and get a special free talk live listener badge at liberty.menu. So we continue. We've been talking about this story, Mark, that uh, comes from a science website. A story so offensive that Mark has barely gotten into it. <laughs> I don't know if there's much more to say about it. There's I mean, not much more to say about it. That's basically the, the whole thing. Yeah, people um, who I'm are offended easy- that there's not more to the story. Just to summarize, people who are science has found now that uh, people who are easily offended uh, are terrible employees. They're not basically. productive, yeah. and uh, they're also looked for frowned upon by their supervisors, right? Right. Um, right. So they, um, yeah, basically they're poor performers. Uh, in fact, they're, they may even be counterproductive to the business. Absolutely. Um, and so they're always finding something wrong. People right? with the potential to be offended, as they refer to them as, also had implications for employees' self reported job satisfaction and workplace engagement. Building on the idea that the potential to be offended may also influence the way that employees view their organization's actions overall, organizational justice was hypothesized and found to mediate the relationship between people um, with the propensity to be offended and both employees' behavior and attitudes. Implications for managers and organizations concerned with modern societal movements are discussed. So, basically... Um, not only uh, do let's see, I'll read it here um, that people who have potential to be offended negatively relates to their uh, task performance mm-hmm. as far as productivity and uh, citizenship behavior, meaning they're a holes, and it also means it's more likely that they uh, have counterproductive behavior as reported by their supervisor. It also means that people don't want to work with them. <laughs> Why would and- you want to work with somebody who's always complaining about something? Right. So I mean, look, go. I get it. If something's actually wrong, you should bring that to a manager's attention and, right. you know, and try to get that remedied, whatever that problem is. So I'm not saying you shouldn't 
uh, complain about a thing when the time is right. But these people, that's just all they ever look at. That's all. That's their perspective in life is to find things that are wrong or to find things I mean, that are upsetting to them so they can bitch about it. I guess if you were doing, I don't know, a study to put together an article on people who are easily offended, you might wish to assemble a group of easily offended people to ask them questions and ascertain their yeah, how know, did biases. They stu- and you know, kind of how thing, did they right? find these people to study anyway? But outside of that... <laughs> I don't know how they found them. They did um, it by direct science, dude. Right. It's sciencedirect.com. How did, I mean, don't you well, know? you got to put like an ad in something, right, to get the participants. Are you so, easily are offended? Are you easily offended? <laughs> yeah. I, maybe they go to a business and, you know, Give us know. your most easily offended employee. We'd like to talk to them. We'll pay them or something yeah, like something. that. I, got, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But I can tell you that uh, I, I don't disagree with any of this, and that's the reason I didn't dig too deeply into it is because, wow, huh? Yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. So coming up, there's a sad story, Captain, that I think you have about a, a, a wife who has taken a job at a nursing home because she has previously been unable to see her loved one. The uh, I believe is it, is it her husband that's uh, that that's in there or father is correct. So we'll yeah. tell you we'll tell you about uh, that story. You're welcome to share your thoughts with us as well. The toll free number here is eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom because during this whole COVID crackdown insanity medical you know authoritarian hellscape state uh, that we've been seeing on the rise, one of the things that people have been prohibited from doing in a lot of places uh, is going to a nursing home. Yeah, even if you have. An elderly grandmother or mother or father that's in that husband, nursing wife. or husband. You've got somebody you care about in that nursing home. Sorry. You can't go see them. Yeah. They're probably going to die without ever seeing you again. It's a, it's a terrible situation that I wish I had better answers for. But at the same time, I get why they're trying to protect their residents. Sure. I mean, they have the highest risk population. And don't forget that a large percentage of the people that have died have died in nursing homes. Yeah. And um, in, in large part well, they because... They sent sick people into the nursing yeah, homes. Yeah, in large part because states. of the mistakes made by... Yeah, on um, purpose. Yeah, Cuomo and uh, his administration right. in New York. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. I have a friend that I visit, um, or did visited, right. I guess, Regularly, yeah. And he's pretty elderly. He's he's got to be 90 now. Wow. And he's celebrated a birthday and it's all done without me. He celebrated his birthday alone. Right. right. He's, they're locked in their rooms. Oh, you can ha- you can have a staff. You know, the staff will bring you a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you get. Right. I right? mean, it's 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 worse than any prison. Well, That's awful. A whole bunch of people celebrated birthdays alone during the quote quarantine unquote. Yep. The great quarantine of 2020. Oh, but oh, then, then there was also the uh, the drive-by birthday celebrations. Did you hear about those? Yeah. Where the family members would honk their horns as yeah. they drove by the house. Chuck a present over the right. top of the car into what, the yard. What would make more sense to me is just to make, and, and again, I'm this is not my field of expertise, but what make more sense to me is, is make on-site housing for the staff and pay them sort of a hazard pay kind of situation and say, hey, look, um, right now we're in lockdown and you're not leaving. You know, um, you can't go home to your family or whatever, but to keep that community, um, you know, open to itself, you know, so that, right, the people aren't locked in their rooms because that's so terrible. The, so the elderly folks can't even associate with each other? In many cases, yes. That's oh, my so. God. Remember, these are... I mean, it's depressing. You've you know. been in nursing homes before, right? Like, it's depressing to even just go in and look at a group of people in a nursing home, but to say that they're now being separated from even the people within the own the, the, the home, that's just... 
I mean, that's torture almost. Yeah, just stuck in their rooms. Go ahead and kill me now. Like, that's well, awful. Yeah. Why, why not check out um, is one of the thoughts I have. <laughs> check out and go someplace. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm under, I wonder what the culture of fear is like there, too. Yeah. Because you know? it's bad everywhere else. Well, you have every reason to be concerned if you're over the age of 70 about this, uh, this virus. I mean, it could. Or maybe you don't care. Maybe you're like, you know what? I'd rather have a life. Whatever semblance of a life I can have rather than living in fear yep. constantly. I know a 79-year-old that says just that. Yeah. That my life is my life and I'm going to live it. I don't have much left. Right. And I'm going to live it. It That's, ain't living sitting in a room, an 8x8 eight eight or 8x10 eight or whatever right. room yeah. all by yourself. She's going to have her cocktails. She's going to go out to eat. Yep. She'll, she'll wear a mask. You know, she takes precautions. She's washing her hands. She's she's not just, you know, French kissing sailors on the dock or we anything. We had a feisty lady in her 70s call when uh, I think you were gone. It was just me and the captain on Saturday night. She called a couple weeks in, in a row. And, yeah. And she was. Rose or something? I don't recall, uh, but she, her attitude was just like, F it. I'm going to do what I want. She was fantastic. And uh, I don't care about what the risks are. That's, I think, you know, a nice attitude to have. But if you want to live in fear, there's plenty of fear around right. that I you used, can infect yourself with. I used to go to nursing homes to, uh, you know, try and pick up ladies. Not in the nursing homes, but like you meet <laughs> you meet an elderly lady or a guy and they're like, oh, you're so nice. You would, my, my granddaughter is single. She would really like you kind of a thing, really? right? You know? Yeah. Before Did there were apps out? for day, I, Like, no, not really. Oh, but. well. <laughs> All right, so you're going to tell us this sad story about this coming up here uh, in a moment. I will. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the number for you to join us on the radio. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com free talk live dial toll free join us here the number is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 in the studio with you it's ian the captain and mark and also uh we're going to continue with more of your calls and thoughts you can take control of the airwaves. We're going to go to those phone calls. But coming up, uh, Captain, you'll be telling us a very sad story about a wife who desperately wanted to see her husband who was in a nursing home. So she did it the only way she could think to do it. She, she got a job. She took a job. Yep. Uh, so we'll tell you about it on the way. But first, Mike is on the line. He's in Goldbar, Washington, listening to KBKW there go ahead Mike. how are you guys hey, doing good. today hi captain hey, you wearing hey your- does anybody own an apartment do any of you guys own an apartment building i have a golden ticket from willy wonka <laughs> no what does that mean I, I have a i have a veterans base okay it's welfare but the va gives it to you it's the same thing um mm-hmm. and they pay for your rent and you just pay a third of your income so if you have a place with uh uh, where I can get my wheelchair in the door and have a bar around the toilet, you can rent me an apartment for the rest of my life in Keene. When you say I it out, it's a nice place, when you say a bar around the toilet, are you talking about cocktails and you know, dancing girls? <laughs> well, and- that would be in the front. That would be in the front, Captain. But really, it's funny because I talked to a slumlord and he goes, "Oh, it costs a fortune, and here's what it is: it's two elbows and a pipe." 
right. bolted to the wall. It's nothing. Right. To That's put, all it is. I mean, and I had to put that into my mother's house. Um, uh, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Right. There's just it's just a yeah. bar that you can hoist yourself off of just the wheelchair. A, um, right. You've just seen them these curved to bars. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Just in a, right. You can get the stuff at home anyway. I'm kind of kidding, but I did look at Kane, and it's a beautiful town. I it have is, to say. Um, if you were a painter, you know the buildings and all that. Yep. Um, you guys were talking earlier about the huffers and puffers at work, and yeah, the easily you know, offended yeah, the people. People with a high potential so to be offended. I, I fall right in. I fell right into that cat. Okay, so I spent six years after high school in the army, four of them a sergeant, of course, in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got out, though, I immediately was had to work menial jobs because you know I didn't really know anything except for how to make people do stuff. Well, yeah, it turns um, out knowing how to blow things up and uh, shoot people isn't yeah, the most valuable skill. When you work at, yeah, right. so when you work at Beacons, that's not a big deal. Um, but anyway, so I did that for years where I really was easily offended because I'd always been in charge. And finally, I lost the job. And the guy said, look, you're, you're not a sergeant anymore. I'm so sorry, but because I was just constantly. But then I went to work for myself. I had a pretty big lawn company up in the San Juan Islands where I made enough money to support me and my wife. Nice. And when I hired people, I, it was every time it was the same thing. It didn't matter what you, you know, you had to have these lawns perfect. They were Navy pilots. They were the people that built the American cup race boat. Um, they were high dollar, you know, so everything had to be absolutely. And I could not ever have an employee that didn't just whine. And so I got, got a taste <laughs> of it on both sides. Wow. Um, you Hard know, to find good help. The wrong job. They say. Yeah, people and, pick the wrong. Well, they pick the wrong job. And and by the way, and for a lot of, a, I, I may not have been the greatest employee either. Uh, it was mm-hmm. t- in times gone by, and I think it's just f- sometimes I'm people are not. better, <laughs> better. Uh, they're they're better bosses than you know, better business owners than right. they are uh, employees. employees. I don't think I'm a good boss, yeah, but you, I, uh, I do you like to work for myself. You did go to the airport without ID, correct? Um, is that you? Was I that think you? that was. Or, no, and Sam ID. Dodson did that. Yeah, Sam Dodson did that. Okay, anyways. But I, okay. I went through a anyway, uh, uh, a Border Patrol checkpoint that was inside the United States, and I refused to tell them that I was a U.S. citizen. That's um, right. And so I could imagine yeah. you being an employee. I, yeah. I get it. I Thanks, Mike, for the call tonight, guy. man. I appreciate you hearing You guys have from a good you, night. Man. Thanks, Thanks. Later, Mike. I, I still want to have a bar in a bathroom. I think that'd be great. Just because you can't put yeah, the like, drink oh, down. I got I to gotta go take a leak. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Mix me up another one of these right uh, here. over here. Yeah. Right. While you're going from one end, you're bringing more in on the other end, right? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd go quite that far. All right. All right. Let's get to the story. Uh, So this is from WFSB Eyewitness News 3. Uh, Wife, this is in Florida, by the way. Mm, Of Uh, course. Wife takes dishwasher job at nursing home so she can see husband with Alzheimer's. Uh, A Florida woman separated from her beloved husband for 114 days. Jeez. Accepted Mm. a dishwashing job at a nursing home where he lives so they could finally see each other. Quote, after 114 days, I got to hug my husband today. God, it's I, been that long? Yeah. I also washed a lot of dishes, so. Mary Daniel wrote on Facebook. Proof where there's a will, there's a way. Now, I mean, okay, I applaud this lady for her resourcefulness, right? She yeah. she had it. She was separated from her loved one. She had a desire to do so. Sure. She, you know, sort of figured out a way to get around it she to make it happen. She worked the system. Um, and so Good I applaud her. her for that. I do not applaud 
the circumstances that At which she had to yeah right, to go yeah. through why yeah. they were separated well, and all that kind like, of thing. One would ask the question: If it's okay for the dishwasher to see her husband at right. the nursing home, why isn't it okay for the lady to see? Like, what makes the dishwasher? Yeah. A safer person to see their loved one at the nursing home. I mean, if this is how you have to go about seeing your loved one, then apparently there's some holes in the system. Why did McDonald's and Walmart get to stay open while everybody else had to close during the, you know? Yeah, there's not, nothing about this that makes any sense. It's all completely arbitrary. It's all done for show. I think a lot of it is just to, to make people think, oh, well, we care and we're doing things, even though you can find the holes in the system. Yeah. Uh, to protect patients and prevent the spread of coronavirus, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis banned visitations to nursing homes, but Mary was determined to see her husband. I told him I'd be there with him holding his hand, she told First Coast News. We tried a window visit. He just cried. You can't explain it to him, she continued. After appearing on the local news right. station last month, the nursing home called Mary and offered her a job as a dishwasher. Oh, the interesting. nursing home called her. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, she finally reunited with her husband on July 3rd after nearly four months. Huh. He was teary-eyed, Mary said. He touched my face even with my mask on. Oh, jeez. Due to a resurgence of coronavirus cases in the state, Florida is extending the ban on visitations to nursing homes for another two months. Mary, when will it end? I don't think it will. Well, I mean, like, Will you ever get to see your loved ones again before and, they die in As there? a reminder in these uncertain times, the times have never been certain, right? Yeah. Like, the, d- don't worry. There's still going to be tens of thousands of people dying per week from the flu yep. and a variety of uh, sniffly sort of yep. illnesses. Some other virus or next- bacteria is coming. Yep, it's it's coming. And Sorry, it's, it's you don't not get to ever safe. see grandma again. It's never going to be safe. Oh, well, you can call on Skype. Oh, you can call on Zoom. That makes it better, yeah. right? I mean, you know, I, I think these window visits are probably better than, than nothing, but man, you can see. Yeah, they let you do that in jail, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You can use a, ph- a video. My grandfather phone. had a milestone birthday recently, and uh, I was sent some photos of the gathering I was unable to attend, but uh, it warmed my heart to see people together. Hugging. Yeah. yeah. Hugging, holding hands, you know, sort of group photos. Everybody's touching each other, arm around yeah. each other kind of stuff. I was like, that's great. Thank because, goodness he's not in a, in a home because I did not want to see a photo filled with all of my family in masks, standing six feet away from each other oh, in an God. attempt to celebrate the birthday of my grand. That just would have sucked. Yesterday, there was a story that we shared that now well, they're saying you need to wear a mask in your own home. This is what yeah. the Texas well, uh, Department of Health or whatever. Well, hang on just a second, because uh, <laughs> this lady, Mary, has created a Facebook group called Caregivers for Compromise because isolation kills too, yeah. urging the governor so to reconsider uh, visits under certain circumstances. So that's uh, the wrap-up wow. there. That is, that is sad. So I applaud her for you know doing what she needed to do to get in contact with her loved one. Yep. I, I hate everything else surrounding it. Yeah. 855-450-FREED. That's the toll-free number tonight. And there is no indication that these government goons are going to let things go back what to What happened to two weeks? Remember? Oh, it's just for yeah. two weeks, guys. Yeah. Just it's four two months weeks. now. It's four yeah. months. At it's just this two point. weeks. 45 million unemployed yeah. later. And if you look at the, uh, the CDC's numbers, um, deaths don't seem to be going up mm-hmm. in America. Well, I the narrative up. changed from deaths to cases. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah, now it's cases. Yeah. But... Like that's if if these people are getting who are having cases are basically not having symptoms. Why am I supposed to be concerned? 
the survival rate is still over ninety nine percent. Yes, <laughs> if yep. if you had a if you were diagnosed with a cancer that had a survivability rate of ninety nine percent, you'd yep. probably be pretty overjoyed. You're like, oh, with sweet. the diagnosis. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves even in the remaining moments of this show, which are coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. You may take control of the airwaves here. All you got to do is dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. We have also the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. So hop into one of those if you like and get on the air here with us in the studio with you. It's Ian. And I'm the walking dude. <laughs> and, and I'm Mark. And we're going to go to your calls, your thoughts here. First up... Carmen is on the line in New Mexico listening to K-E-N-N. Go ahead, Carmen. Are you there? Yeah, we're right here. Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, I've called in before. Love your show. Welcome back. Um, I had two comments, one about New Mexico and um, the other about coronavirus. Okay. I agree and I disagree about um, coming to New Mexico. <laughs> I've lived here all my life, and yes, it has its... Uh, advantages and disadvantages but i don't want somebody to say that they'll never come here because there's people that need jobs and we we need the tourism jobs and it is actually quite beautiful here it is beautiful you will never see you will never see a sunset in all your life like you will with when you're in new mexico hmm. i did have a good time in new mexico <laughs> one good time that was in the mountains of rio doso where i met uh pat garrett or Dan Garrett? I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's, he was Leaf Garrett's dad, but he was also the great, 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 great grandson of the the guy who killed Billy the Kid or whatever. Huh. And uh, he put yeah. on a like an Old West show or something like that for his job, and I got to meet that guy while camping. Cool. Yeah, I actually worked with his granddaughter. Her name was Patricia. So yeah, small um, place, man. <laughs> small. Yeah, place. And I accidentally was driving through Lincoln, New Mexico, uh, down to Carlsbad Caverns, and that's where if you see the movie Young Guns Two. Mm-hmm. It's about Lincoln, New Mexico, when they had the big uh, war uh, between um, uh, the two people that had the mercantile shops down there, and it caused a big war and everything down there, real exciting. But walking down the street, you could kind of feel the ghosts of the past. Hmm. All right, so what about your thoughts on COVID? Um, Well, I know I'm not the brightest tool in the shed, but this is how I kind of look at it. First of all, the deaths have dropped down. Yep. And I think that, and I think that COVID probably did attack the the most vulnerable first. Is that a, a reasonable assumption? Seems like it, but mostly the vulnerable in uh, New Jersey, New York, and I think it was uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Mm, uh, yeah. Well, you know, out here, um, uh, if you look on the map of the United States, uh, there's the four corner states: Colorado, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And then the New Mexico. Northwest corner and Arizona corner there is where the Navajo Nation is, and yeah. they have a major outbreak major out outbreak. there. Did you yeah. hear? Did, did you hear about that? Yeah. No, I had not heard that. Yeah, it did. It hit them worse out of anybody else in the state, and and uh, compared to some of those other areas, so that was kind of uh, weird. But uh, there's a lot of restaurants, uh, you know, locally owned here that have closed down. 
permanently, meaning they're they're out of business. Yeah. Oh, yes, a, they are. Sorry to well, hear the that. economy yes, wasn't are. really strong in New Mexico to begin with, from what I understand, with all the government regulations out there. So it uh, doesn't surprise me that the rest- more restrictions pushed more people out of business. Surprise. Well, it's it's kind of like we go up a little hill, and then the, you know where where the economy gets good, and then the. Uh, you know, these regulations step in. Now, we're, like I said, in this northwest corner of New Mexico, I would call us like a triple state or a triple set area where we have some really good energy sources, coal, natural gas, and oil. And, of course, the EPA's um, made them uh, uh, different. Each one of these uh, industries shut down for one reason or another. And I'm not going to say we're a ghost town yet, but because of this coronavirus, guess what? We're we're getting pretty close. I believe you, Carmen. To me. Thank you. It is uh, a terrible situation for so many people. Yeah, right. These luck. politicians don't have to bear the consequences. No, they're going to get tax money either way. Yep. Right. And it's and and it, for them, it's become a game of who can crack down the most because yep. well, that'll make it seem like I care more. Yep. And that's going to be a big issue coming up this November. It's going to be the you know politicians comparing you know to each yeah. other, so showing how you know strong and they are on this. Our other caller from New Mexico tonight touched on it. Like one state will do a thing, and if it has any kind of political success, not even success for the stated outcome of what they're trying to do, but right. if if the constituents sort of get behind it a little bit, then all of the other states follow suit to do that thing because they're like, oh, this will boost me in the polls. Instead of doing what is correct for the people under their constituency, they do what gets them the most popularity, which is a horrible way to run any kind of society. Let's continue here. We got, and thank you, Carmen, for the call. We've got Draco. He's on the line on our Discord server. Draco calling from Colorado. Go ahead. Hey, okay. So I, the question, I, I don't even care about that anymore. Whose dog is that? That is my dog. Her name is Jazzy. You're referring to our on-air. Uh, She's the greatest video studio dog oh, of all time. Oh, that is the cutest dog ever. It's true. I agree. I definitely, uh, I want Sydney to meet that dog when I get there to Keene for sure. Cool. So what were you calling about? Well, the main thing I was calling, I, I wanted to ask you guys a uh, question, but but back to the topic that you were just discussing, I've noticed also that states that have opened already are now flooding to close back up, and it seems to be an actual, uh, a, a concerted effort to attempt to stay closed until November to attempt to force Donald Trump uh, to definitely lose. Now, I'm not a Trump supporter, but it definitely seems like that's what the plan is. Now, why would that force Trump to lose if states are forcing businesses to reclose after just opening? Because people want it to just end. They're they're just tired of it all. They're like, you know, maybe if we just get rid of him, things can go back to normal. But Trump's not the ordering these lockdowns. Trump's not ordering no. these lockdowns. It's right. the individual well, but, governors. But voters aren't rational. Oh, right. Um, I, I forget. <laughs> Right. That's my point is voters aren't rational. So they're thinking, if I can just get rid of Trump, maybe we can get over this and, and go back to normal. And I, it's it's sad. I don't necessarily want Trump, but I definitely don't want uh, pedo Biden, you know. Well, I mean, Biden is not, a, you know, he's certainly not against the restrictions. He's wearing a mask. He's staying home. I mean, he's doing the uh, the thing that everybody expects people to do or whatever, showing how obedient he is to all these rules. So, I mean, he's certainly not pushing back in any way. Against Are the politicians appearing on television and in person wearing masks now? I've some seen are, photos. I've seen photos of Biden with a mask on. Yes, yeah, so yeah. he's doing even Trump has now. How is he going to sniff anybody with a mask on? <laughs> You know, I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to call in. What was the and, question uh, you had? Can you ask that? 
<laughs> you want me to really ask the question? Ian? Yeah, I mean, I you said it was All some right, sort so of a sex question. As, as, but... Yeah, as libertarians or voluntarists, whatever you are, where do you stand on people uh, promoting the idea of giving children, prepubescent children, hormones to arrest their uh, puberty? What, what is your opinion on that? That's a very strange thing and this is like uh it's become a thing is this the trans thing that some trans yeah this is uh so if if you're dealing with a person sort of that's genuinely trans Mm -hmm. um and they begin you know transitioning earlier then they can have a more successful transition is the idea but we stopped uh allowing the was it the catholic church that was castrating uh young men in the early part of the or the late part of the 19th century still Mm. uh what they called the castrati Mm. so that they could sing higher (laughs) yep right Um, i mean this, this is you know it was considered abhorrent the notion that you would make a decision for a young man and, mm-hmm. and at this point best i can tell you are not allowed to make anywhere in the world the decision to lop your testicles off right. in order to uh be a an opera singer a castrati but yet people have their children uh genital or their male children's genitals mutilated on a regular basis uh, here in the united but here's states my point. My, my but point well, wait, before you get to your point i, I want to answer your question which yeah, is to say ahead. that I think it's weird, but if everyone is in agreement, it's none of my business. Meaning that if the mom and the dad and the child all agree that this is something they all want to do as a family together, it's not my family. Well, I'll tell you what, the dad's opinion is never going to be taken into account. You can agree, at which point it gives more weight to the mom's decision. Hmm. But if there's a separation or whatever, if if she feels strongly enough... Um, there'll be a separation you won't the dad won't get the child and then his opinion doesn't matter so what do you think if both parents say no we're not okay with it but some outside party says you know what that's not right i should have had that choice here here's where you can go get uh sex hormones to the the, you know underage yeah i would get myself i would get my child out of whatever institution that they were getting that information from well i also i I also think and thank you draco for the call tonight i appreciate it um i also think that Young people should be able to emancipate themselves. So while you're under the roof of your parents, you got to follow their rules. But yep. I think you should be able to leave if you don't want to be under their roof. And if you think you can take care of yourself on your own and go out into the world and get a job and start paying bills and, and start doing sex hormones, then it's your life. Yeah, if you're willing to, to take that risk, you think you're smart enough to you know survive out in the world, but, but go for it. Yep. Yeah. Hey, out of time for tonight. I, I'll never understand this particular uh, thing, but it's it's other family's business, not mine. Just don't do it to my kid. Indeed. All right. So see tomorrow online in the meantime you can check out lcaptainkickass.com elcaptainkickass.com and uh, we'll be on tomorrow same time same place you can join us online in the meantime freetalklive.com have a great rest of your weekend is spreading the message of liberty cryptocurrency and peace around the globe worth two dollars per month to you as you may already know in addition to our internet feed lrn.fm broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across north and central america as well as Sub-Saharan Africa. And we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm.
If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm. You know what's really smart? Wash your hands frequently, practice social distancing, and stay home if told to do so. You know what's really dumb? To ignore your immune system. Right now, more than ever, your health depends on a strong immune system. The experts at Immunicorp will give you their seven-step guide to immunity for life, free. Why? Because we want you to be smart and healthy. Simply call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunocorp has been producing the world's leading immune system products for more than two decades. To get your free seven-step guide to immunity for life, call 800-446-3063. 800-446-3063. Be smart. Don't ignore your immune system. Your life depends on it. Call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunityforlife.com. 